Hey, everybody, Elizabeth here. Before we get into today's episode, I wanted to make sure that you know registration is currently open for our Spring Strong Foundations cohort. Strong Foundations is a five-week strength building program brought to you by me and Morgan Bungers. Coach Morgan Bungers is one of the best, most effective strength training coaches in this country. He has worked with some of the most elite athletes in the world, and now he specializes working with people in their 40s, in their 50s, in their 60s who want everyday strength. And this is not about being able to push your suitcase into the overhead compartment on an airplane. We need to be consistently and effectively strength training if we want to maintain the strength of our immune system. Muscle is a critical part of our immune system. And if we are not actively maintaining our strength, we are losing it as we age. And that means we are losing the strength of our immune system. It's also a significant component of our overall metabolism, especially our carbohydrate metabolism. Muscle mass plays a huge role in energy, in mood, mental health, bone health, so many different things. This is just not optional, but a lot of us don't do it because we aren't sure what to do. We aren't sure what not to do. We aren't sure if we're moving well. We don't know how to accommodate for our physical limitations or our current level of fitness, and that is why you need a coach and you'd be hard-pressed to find one better than Morgan Bungers. Now, here's the thing about fitness programs. I've experienced this. My mom, who's in her 70s, has experienced this, where you buy a fitness program and then you're like, okay, but I I can't do that workout because I'm not fit enough or I don't have enough balance or I don't have that equipment or that hurts my knees or it hurts my back. And then you're sort of just left to figure it out yourself, which means we often don't do anything. The great thing about Strong Foundations is that Morgan and I are part of it every single day and you have an unlimited ability to ask us questions in a group setting or via direct message so that Morgan can help you scale for you, for whatever equipment you have, for the time that you have, for your fitness level, for your body and your physical limitations. Five weeks, there's two different tiers. There's a beginner intermediate tier. There's an intermediate advanced tier. The testimonials that we have received from our previous clients will blow your mind. You can check them out and also register for your spot by going to primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. Primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. If you are an alum, if you have been through strong foundations before, I've already emailed you a renewal link with a special renewal rate. So please use that. If you don't see that email, let me know. For the rest of you, primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. We start on May 13th. So grab your spot now. You will have these workouts for life. Four workouts a week for five weeks, two different tiers. So you've got 40 workouts total. Plus, there is a five-part series on your pelvic floor. That is an incredibly important part of your physical fitness, of your strength, of your core strength, of your overall health, of your ability to maintain functional mobility as you get older. We want you to be a part of this. You will not regret joining the Strong Foundations cohort. It is an incredible community. 
everybody needs to be consistently and effectively strength training. And if you're not, it's probably because you don't know how to make it work for you. And it can be made to work for you. It needs to be made to work for you. Primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation to register now. Let's get into the episode. This is Primal Potential, and I am your host, Elizabeth Benton. Through education, motivation, and implementation, we will bridge the gap between knowing and doing so we can master fat loss naturally and help you reach your highest potential. Let's get started. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. It is me, Elizabeth Benton, and I am really excited about this episode because it's going to be a little bit different. In fact, this is not the episode I planned to do today, but I felt like this was so good that I just had to change things around and get this out to you as soon as possible. We are going to be talking about seven ways to avoid failure, and I think that we've all had our fair share of failure when it comes to trying to change our eating habits or trying to lose weight. And every time we decide, this is it, no more playing games, I'm going to be serious this time, no more excuses, I'm going to do the work, we, we want it to be different. We don't expect to do the same thing and give up and give in. We really want it to be different. But We can't just want it to be different. We have to make it different. So that is what we're going to do with these seven ways to avoid failure. Create a different approach so that you get a different result. And this episode actually originated in an unexpected way. It was an investing article, actually, that made me see what an amazing podcast topic this would make. So it came from Motley Fool, which puts out um, lots of different education on finance and investing and the stock market and things like that. And you guys know that I love the financial realm, and I've done an episode before on what paying off $130,000 in debt taught me about weight loss, and I'll make sure to link to that in the show notes. But I was reading this article, and I wish I could share it with you, but it is a paid subscription-based article, so I can't, but I'm going to really get the point across to you in every way I can without actually giving you the article, but the article is about investing, so it doesn't really matter. But... This article was about creating the right mindset for financial success. And as I read it, I was like, this has everything to do with fat loss. And honestly, it has everything to do with every area of your life. And I wasn't even halfway through reading it. And I thought, this is a podcast. So this is a podcast. And it is all about the success mindset and what we need to do to avoid failure because weight loss is a mental game, right? Everything in life, success in anything is more mental than it is skill work because with weight loss, it is not about what to eat and what not to eat. It is about generating the motivation and the focus and the consistency to make those choices. It is not enough that you just be like, 
the walking, talking encyclopedia of what is the best fat loss food or the fat loss exercise. It is about being consistent in making those choices. And that is mental. It has nothing to do with what you know and everything to do with what you implement consistently. So what I want to do is dive into these seven ways to avoid failure based on this Motley Fool article. So it was all about how to create a success mindset for financial success, but honestly, the parallels are so obvious, you will understand why I got so excited about this. So number one of the seven ways to avoid failure is to play the long-term game. This article started out talking about how investing is a long-term game. If you are in it with the daily ups and downs, if you are more concerned with what's up one day or down one day, chances are you'll lose, right? Some days the stock is up and it feels great. Other days the stock is down and it feels awful. But if you bail when things aren't going well, right? If you bail when your stock isn't performing well, then you don't have the opportunity to benefit when it starts to do well over the long term and you usually end up taking a hit big or small. And this article said, short-term thinking is one of the biggest dangers in investing. If you can avoid it, you're golden. And I think we can all relate to that with weight loss, can't we? We could so easily replace the word investing, right? And say, short-term thinking is one of the biggest dangers in weight loss. I tell my clients all the time, for long-term success, it has to be about being committed to the daily process without being attached to the daily results. I cannot tell you how often people email me or I work with clients who are like, I checked my weight today and I didn't lose anything or I'm up two pounds. Okay, that is what it is. It isn't good and it isn't bad, but that represents being attached to the daily results and that is not the long-term game. We have to be committed to the daily process without being attached to the daily results. Keep doing the work. Your progress will not be linear. Just like a stock is gonna be volatile, there will be ups and downs, but if you make your decisions based on the daily ups and downs, you lose. No matter if it's up or down, you keep doing the work. You keep staying the course, right? If you're only willing to do the work when things are going well, you will not get very far. That short-term thinking will be your demise every single time. Number two on these seven strategies for avoiding failure is to keep your emotions in check. And this article was talking about investing, but it could not be more true for weight loss. You don't want to get too high in good times and you don't want to get too low in bad times because either way, your plan should be to do the work. Don't justify indulgences when things are going well and don't justify indulgences when things aren't going well, right? Just do the work. Be a soldier. Be a soldier, do the work, no matter if things are going well or things are not going well. A lot of times, uh, and I was just on the phone this morning with a client who had had some success over the weekend and then started to think, oh, well, you know, this chocolate, I could do this chocolate. I mean, hey, I had a really good weekend. That is justifying indulgences when things are going well. You don't want to make 
your decisions based on emotion. You've got to keep your emotions in check. Don't justify indulgences when things are going well, and don't justify indulgences when things aren't going well, because emotion will distract you. And this article talked about how we need to expect bull and bear seasons. For those of you that aren't into the financial lingo, bullish is when everything is going really, really well, and bearish is when things are not going so well at all, right? And the same things happen with weight loss. There are weeks or days or even months when everything is going your way, you're motivated, things are clicking, and then there are days or weeks or months when things aren't. And instead of getting all emotional about that, expect those seasons and know your plan for both. And more often than not, the plan is keep doing the work. Panic in bad time is bad. Celebration in good time can be bad because both can distract you from what you need to do, which is the work. One of the quotes in the article says, no one around here cares much about what a stock did in any given day or even month. We care about long-term results. If we are truthful and honest at implementing this mindset, we will stand apart from the crowd and not get caught up in the emotional traps other investors do. That's our edge. It's simple, but it's so powerful. And again, guys, we can replace any references to investing for weight loss. I don't care on any given day what my weight does. I care about long-term results. And if I am truthful and honest at implementing that mindset, I will stand apart from the crowd and not get caught up in the emotional traps that other people seeking weight loss do. That's my edge. It's simple, but it's so powerful. They told this story about this guy, and I'm gonna try and say his name, but I bet I'm gonna wreck it. Monish Pabrai, right? And you've probably never heard that name. I hadn't either. But this is a guy who single-handedly manages billions of dollars in investment accounts, right? He's been one of the most successful investors of the last 20 years. And so in this interview, they said, what's your secret? So this guy is one of the best investors in the last 20 years. He handles billions with a B of dollars. And his secret Control over my emotions, he said. Control over my emotions. It's all you need. He, the the article went into detail about how he doesn't have like this special knowledge. He's not a math whiz. He's not, you know, better at anything than anybody else. But he is successful because of his mindset. Because he has mastered control over his emotion. And they say in this article, success has little to do with what you know and almost everything to do with how you act. And this is so true in weight loss. You can know everything about insulin, about cortisol, about managing what you eat to facilitate fat loss and efficient exercise. And it has nothing to do with what you know and everything to do with how you act. And so many of us struggle Not because we don't know, but because we don't manage our emotions. Because when we are stressed, when we're excited, when we're angry, when we're tired, we do not control our emotions and stay in control of our choices. 
And that is the edge. It doesn't have to be complicated. You do not have to have the best trainer. You do not have to know the most. You have to control how you act. And that comes from controlling your emotions. This next one was so awesome for me. I think this might have been at the point in the article when I was like, ah, this is a podcast. Number three, inoculate yourself against regretful decisions. So basically, set yourself up to avoid regret. Do not expose yourself to regret, okay? And in the investing world, like if you asked yourself, what would cause regret in investing? Buying out of excitement when it's not a good deal, right? Everybody's excited, the price is high, and you get caught up in the emotion and you buy high, that could cause regret. Or selling out of fear or panic and taking a loss because you got caught up in emotion. Those would be things that would cause regret. And so they say that one of these strategies for being successful is to protect yourself from regretful decisions, decisions you might regret. So how can you plan to protect against these regretful decisions? By setting standards ahead of time that you choose to enforce when you know you might experience an alternate desire. Deciding ahead of time, I know what I might regret and I know the conditions or the times when I might be likely to make that choice and I am going to make a different plan and then I'm going to stick to it. So in this case, ask yourself as it relates to weight loss, what are some decisions I might regret? Maybe going to the pantry at 10 p.m. and eating the stale animal crackers when you're not hungry but you're tired and you're bored. Or picking up a pint of ice cream on your grocery store run to get Brussels sprouts. Not like I'm, not like I have any personal experience with that. <laughs> not like that's never happened to me, never. Maybe skipping your workout is a decision you would regret. But identify the decisions that you could possibly regret, and then before they arise, determine what you will do when those situations come up, right? Maybe something that might be helpful for you is establishing a rating scale of potential regret. As you contemplate the donuts in the breaking room, what's the potential for regret here? And given that, is it worth it? When you're evaluating the ice cream in the freezer, what's the potential for regret if I eat this? What is the potential for regret if I skip my workout? Inoculate yourself against regretful decisions. And this requires being very present in the moment. You cannot go through life just unconsciously. You need to pay attention. And tracking is one of the best ways to do this. And in fact, he talks about tracking in this, which is so funny because I feel like I talk about that in every episode, but we'll get to that. The fourth strategy is to be careful of where you get your information. And in this investing article, they were talking about how 20 years ago, it was tough to come by investing information, and the people that were putting out the information were experts. But now, any Joe Blow can put up a blog, anybody with a loud enough voice can get on CNBC, and so when the average individual is listening, 
it's easy to consume misinformation because information is everywhere. And so if we are easily influenced by everybody's opinion, it can be very distracting and it can be a major, major barrier to success and to progress. So you have to be very careful where you get your information. One of the quotes uh, from a book I have been rereading lately, Think and Grow Rich, is that opinions are the cheapest commodity on earth. And so many of us just overconsume anybody's opinion. And we never pause to say, do I really value what this person thinks about something? We just take anything we find on any Instagram post or Facebook page or blog or podcast or TV show or book as gospel, and that's not the case. Information used to be very, very limited, but now any moron can appear to be an expert, right? You can hear somebody say, oh, just drink these shakes, just wear this binding belt, and this will make all the difference, right? Quality of food doesn't matter. Just count your macros on all the Pop-Tart people out there, um, the pizza and beer people, right? One of the things that this article said was to prevent media from biasing your decisions, my sincere advice is consume less of it. And he means media, of course, but this is so true. We search for all of these answers when we don't need more information. And if we're going to search for information, do not just take anybody that has a web page or a comment box or a progress picture as somebody who knows what they're talking about. Really be more critical than that. And if you feel stuck here, then take the advice in this article, consume less information. And I say this all the time, don't worry about what anybody else says or does, worry about what your body tells you is true, right? Worry about what your body tells you is true. Number five here is be strategic about the people with whom you share your goals and your strategy. And this isn't because we want to avoid people that are going to say, oh, whatever, you can't do that. It's actually kind of the opposite, right? So the way they describe this with financial advisors in this article is they say, a financial advisor is someone who puts a gap between you and stupid. <laughs> Basically what he means by that is, if you have some like crazy, stupid, half-baked idea, your financial advisor is just gonna put a little gap there, a pause there to be like, really, are, are you sure that's what you wanna do, right? People who can hear your idea and talk you off the edge if you're really going down a bad path. Here's the challenge though, especially as it relates to weight loss. So many of us seek out people only who have our same opinion. We seek out yes people, right? And when I work with my clients, my goal is not to be like, yeah, yeah, good job, that's awesome. I'm not trying to be popular with my clients. My goal isn't for them to like me. Sometimes I say to them, I don't think you want this. I don't think you want to do the work. I'm sorry, I don't think that's a valid excuse. I'm sorry, I don't believe you. They don't pay me to pat them on the head. And if you need somebody to pat you on the head, that's fine. I'm totally not a pat on the head kind of person. But we tend to seek out people that are just going to make us feel good. And we don't need that. That's not what we need, right? I have regular conflict with my clients. I make them uncomfortable. Sometimes I make them cry. I'm not mean. But sometimes it's hard to hear things that you have been avoiding for a long time. 
yes people are not going to help you. People that are like, oh, yeah, you want to go on, you know, another juice fast? That's a great idea. Good luck. Even though they know that you've done three juice fasts before and it usually sends you into a, like a pizza and Pop-Tart bender because you've over-restricted right? You don't need yes people. You need the people that are going to put a gap between you and stupid, right? You need the people that are going to say, is that sustainable? What's happened before when you've done that, right? An honest, objective party. Somebody who is not just going to like smile and nod and cheer you on as you drive over a cliff. So we have to be really strategic about the people with whom we share our strategies and our goals. Number six, this is, this is an awesome one. Predict and plan for your future emotions. Predict and plan for your future emotions. This article says people are terrible about predicting their future emotions. You know what he says? The best way to be realistic about future emotions is by keeping track of past emotions. Boom. He says, document how you feel when you make investing decisions. Does that sound familiar to anybody? Maybe a little bit, kind of, sort of, maybe-ish. The best way to keep track is to track. The best way to know your future emotions is by keeping track of your past emotions. And this matters because when we set out to go on a diet or lose weight, we pay little to no attention to the fact that it always starts out strong. It's always easy when we're planning. We're always arguing that we'll stay motivated, we'll stay consistent, and this time is the time. But what we fail to account for is our future emotions. What we fail to account for, even though we've experienced it a million times before, is what we'll do when we're tired or stressed or frustrated or sad. And that is what we have to plan for. Because it's easy when it's easy, and we already know that. That's not what we plan for, but we're not planning for when it's not easy, but we need to right? And how does he say that successful investors should do this? By tracking. So for everybody who still emails and says, I can't track because I don't eat packaged food, so it would be really cumbersome to keep track of calories, I don't track calories. You can argue for every reason why you can't track, but clearly there's value in it. It works in many areas of life, right? Tracking my income and my expenses in detail was how I paid off $130,000 worth of debt. Did it take time? Yes. Was it a lot of time? No. Was it worth it? Yes. Tracking was how I understood what I needed to change about my emotions so that I could lose nearly 150 pounds. Did it take time? Yes. Did it take a lot of time? No. Was it worth it? Yes. We have to track, and again, this is as simple as what you eat, how much and when, and how it makes you feel. It is not calorie counting or macro counting or micro counting or anything like that. Because we have to understand our emotions when we make decisions so that we can plan for future emotions. I had to understand my emotional volatility, what was going on when I binged. How was I feeling when I said, screw it, screw my goals, and ate a whole pizza? Understanding your emotions and 
Planning accordingly is one of the absolute non-negotiable factors for success. He's so right in this article when he says that people are terrible at predicting their future emotions, right? But it's not because it's hard to predict. It's because we aren't paying attention and we aren't tracking. It is so powerful. And in my Breaking Barriers course, which is up on Primal Potential, and I'll make sure to link to it in the show notes course, I teach you what to do because you might be thinking, okay, so I track this and I keep track of it, but then how do I change that behavior? If you're thinking that, that's the exact right question. You're totally on the right track. In Breaking Barriers, I teach you how to pay attention to these emotions and then what to do to change that course of behavior. Number seven, and this is the last one of the strategies to avoid failure, is be accountable. Be accountable. Studying past behavior is a huge part of understanding why and how you should be accountable. If we look at like Alcoholics Anonymous and it teaches people to have a sponsor for accountability and support, this goes together. Without these, what happens? We drift, right? Things are great when they're great. They're easy when they're easy, but we already know that. We don't need to have another great start again. We need a great finish. We need to plan for what happens when things aren't great. And your past is a wonderful, powerful indicator of what happens, what you do when things aren't great. Maybe you get frustrated so you have a bad day and then you don't want to face it or you have a hard time getting back on track. So it turns into a bad weekend and then you don't want to face it even more and it becomes a bad week. Your frustration grows and grows and grows and it becomes even more challenging to get back to where you need to be. And I explain it to my coaching clients this way. We have a natural tendency to drift. Life happens. Motivation ebbs and flows. That's normal. When we're going it alone, though, we drift indefinitely until something shocks us back to motivation or that sense of urgency. When we have accountability, right, whether it's having a coach, being in a group, having a trainer, It's a tether a little bit. Like you can drift some, but with my clients, they can drift a little bit, but then, hey, I'm calling. I'm calling for our scheduled call. Or if I don't hear from you, I'm sending you a text message or I'm commenting in your document, dude, where are you, right? So the tendency to drift is still there, but you're tethered. There's there's someone there to reel you back in. With the right support and accountability, your off moments don't last quite as long or you don't fall quite as far. So let's recap these seven things that we need to work on to avoid failure. Number one, play the long-term game and be more committed to the daily process than you are to the daily results. Number two, keep your emotions in check. There will be ups and there will be downs. And when those things happen, your strategy doesn't change. Keep doing the work. Be a soldier. Number three, inoculate yourself against regretful decisions. Look at the choices that you might regret and then find a way to protect yourself from making those choices. Number four, Be careful where you get your information. Understand that opinions are cheap 
and they can distract you and they can mislead you. And there is no information more powerful or reliable than that which you get from your own body. If you are struggling with all of the information, simply consume less of it. Number five, be strategic about those with whom you share your goals. We do not need yes people in our lives. We don't grow from that. We don't need more cheerleaders. We don't need more pats on the head. We need people who are going to help us grow. And sometimes that is very uncomfortable. Number six, plan for your future emotions. Do this via tracking. When you make a food choice that is not what is going to move you towards your goals, understand and document the emotions associated with that so you can plan accordingly and be more strategic next time. And then lastly, be accountable. Have somebody in your life who is going to help you stay consistent so that when you're having an off week, so that when your motivation ebbs and flows, they are there to say, hey, how's it going? How you doing? Are you doing what you need to do? What can I do to help? Accountability and consistency matter. And then if you have questions about like, Okay, so if I really understand my emotions, how do I get to the next level? What do I do with this information? I would encourage you to check out Breaking Barriers and there is a free video when you get to the page on Breaking Barriers that I will link to in the show notes for this episode that will give you a whole lot more information if you have questions about that. But I do think that that is good for people who really feel like this consistency and motivation stuff is where they need the most help. All right, guys, we'll be back soon with another episode, but keep in touch and let me know how you are doing and how I can help. Talk to you soon. Thank you so much for joining me for another episode of the Primal Potential Podcast, where my goal is not to inform you, but to transform you. And if you would like to receive free motivation and strategy and recipes, workouts, meal ideas every week right to your inbox, just text the word PRIMAL to the number 44222 or go to primalpotential.com slash join. It's a great way to get the tools, the strategies, and the practical implementation assistance that you need to create your own transformation between podcast episodes. Just text the word PRIMAL to the number 44222 or go to primalpotential.com slash join. See you there. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio. At Granger, we're for the ones who specialize in saving the day and for the ones who've mastered the art of keeping business moving. We offer industrial-grade supplies for every industry with same-day pickup and next-day delivery on most orders, all backed by real people ready to help. So you can get the right answers and products 
right when you need them. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.